I was chatting with a friend today about shows like Pretty Little Liars and how nowadays it's a little bit harder to create a show like this. She and I were talking about Lost having this mystery element, right? Tuning in every week to try to figure out what's going on. And I don't know if the same is happening in our streamer era. I haven't watched the um, Only Murders in this building. I don't know if there is an element of a mystery in that show. But yeah, shows like Pretty Little Liars are, are a rare breed, I think, these days. So if you're on this journey as I am watching for the first time, welcome. I think it's kind of a special treat. And this episode, I hope for those new time viewers, view it as the explosion of information that it is. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... This is episode 15. If at first you don't succeed, lie, lie again. Subtitle, case blown wide open. I wrote that in all caps about midway through because possibly for the first time this season, we have some solid evidence as well as a clearer idea of the evening that Allison disappeared. Huge. A lot of huge revelations. We start off in Spencer Preston's house the morning right after the um, dance-a-thon. A few people are hungover. They mention again Ian's in Philadelphia, and they keep doing this thing where they kind of give us an update where Ian and Melissa are, I don't know, very suspect. I know it's to rationalize for us, the viewing audience, as to why we're not going to see the actor playing Ian <laughs> on this entire episode. Still, I- I'm not sure how much I buy these alibis from a story standpoint. Production? Yes, I get it. Story? No. So they're re-examining the photo, and Arya, which we find out later, which I already guessed, Spencer doesn't want us to be keep looking at it. She's like, "Do we- I thought we were done looking at it. Arya goes ahead and prints it out. I guess they have a photo printer there. Very nice. And the POV is determined. So here's the first big piece of evidence right away in like minute two or three. POV of the photo is Allison's bedroom. So how do we know that? I think it's the liars that determine that, right? They're like, this has to be from Allison's bedroom. They're pretty certain that that's the point of view they're looking at. So let me just pause there just for a moment. If the point of view of the photo is from Allison's bedroom looking into Spencer Preston's backyard, which is where they had the party in the barn, right? Going back to the incident with Toby and the fire, remember when Allison says someone's peeping into bedroom? Was that Allison's house or no? I thought it was Allison's house. Anyway, I'm trying to piece together stuff that maybe I don't need to, but just a thought I had. I'm trying to figure out where everyone is this evening. Cause there's a lot of people who were at this uh, party. Jason was in the previously on, so no surprise here. He's in the episode, featured prominently. Apologies if you hear it rumble in the background. I realize now I kind of left him out of my theories for the past, you know, 10 episodes because, well, he was gone and I forgot about him. He might be our helpful A. I didn't think about that till now. That would make sense because he's trying to solve the mystery of Allison disappearing. He has a particular interest in helping Spencer, right? She's gotten emails from A before. It might be him. He could be the friend of me. Jason's back in town to settle up old business, this vague settle up a word that we use all the time. Cut to Hannah Ashley's house. I missed what Hannah was putting away, but I assume it's cash. We get a rotten banana to kind of really underline the point that times are tough. And then Ashley's mom gets a phone call. Uh Uh-oh, Mrs. Potter wants to schedule a meeting. And I put dollar signs. Oh boy, looks like they don't have a year. Looks like they had about three weeks. So that's a problem. Cut to Spencer Preston meeting a shirtless Jason. And I noticed that Spencer Preston is bundled up. It looks darn cold. 
Jason, unaffected, shirtless, running up and down stairs. And where is he running? Is he at the high school? I don't know. But anyway, kudos to him for withstanding the cold temperatures. They have a little chat, and he says, what are you doing here? Spencer Preston shows him the photo, and he says that he um, hired a private investigator. For some reason, Jason's unconvinced this photo is real. Very strange to me why he's unconvinced. And he kind of apologizes for his behavior during the memorial. It's a very awkward apology, and I think Spencer appropriately kind of half accepts it. I think that's an appropriate response to a kind of weird apology that he made. I don't think he was necessarily put at fault for his behavior for the memorial. I think four of them were a little offended he kind of took over which i think is what he's apologizing for which you know was kind of a bummer yeah i guess <laughs> i guess in light of a lot of terrible people around these liars i'm a little more forgiving of jason at this moment than maybe i should be but i was like D- comparison to what ian and uh, lucas ben you know jason's not doing the worst here so but that said he still kind of feels bad that he realizes maybe he overstepped his bounds in the memorial and was kind of not great about it so Cut to swimming. That's a big subplot for Emily this week. We meet the swim coach slash PE coach. I don't think we catch her name. We meet the coach, and then there's a swimming teammate. And I put who? But we quickly find out who this person is. Cut to at the locker. Spencer gives Arya a couple museum tickets. And I guess it's a little setup for Arya and Ezra to go on a date at the museum. Hannah still is uncomfortable calling him Ezra, which I don't blame her. Cut back to the swim team. In the locker room, this person, who again, we don't know who they are, are giving out gifts to all the teammates. The gift is a little surprise we'll get to in a little bit, but everyone's kind of looking at these gifts. And she is apparently the leader or team captain, Paige. And then the coach says, welcome back, Emily. Everyone applauds. And Paige is not happy. Not happy at all. Cut to Aria really testing the limits here of their relationship. Walks right into the classroom. Ezra very delicately tells her without saying it out loud that there are students in the classroom with him. She unzips her coat and then she's wearing a tie and says, wear me. I mean, he nearly has a heart attack right there looking at what was happening there. And then she has the ticket. And through their coded language, he says that he, yes, he'll go to the uh, art museum with her. Still super risky, unnecessary risks, but cut back to hallway. Swim coach, also PE coach, catches Hannah and says, uh, you've been missing PE. You're going to have to get detention for missing P.E. Hannah's kind of bummed out about it. I will say a great back and forth here. Hannah has a great alibi. She's like, look, I got hit by a car, (laughs) which I thought in the moment, yeah, that's actually a really good point. This P.E. coach is being really hard on her. Then then the P.E. coach is like, huh, well, I did see you at the dance-a-thon just the other day dancing for six hours. Yeah, uh, you're busted, Hannah. She walks to her locker. I laughed Caleb's at his locker, and they have this... He and Hannah... I thought he was in uh, Spencer, but he and Hannah have this weird kind of... Is this flirting? Is this what they're doing? So this is Caleb's line. Skipping Jim. Really want to earn your bad girl stripes. Happy to help. (laughs) And she says something back to him, and like she rolls rolls her eyes at him, and he walks away. And of course, the music changes. Now now the music changes tell me, oh, we're about to get a message. And sure enough, in her locker, there's a card from A, Mother's Day card. Oof, well done. And the mom on the card says, I need money. Kind of funny in a mean way. I didn't want to laugh, but it was actually kind of funny. Inside, in black letters, all caps, want to help mama get cash, $3 signs. Show Arya's mom what her kid's been hiding, dash A. And I said to my, and I remember my notes, she can't do this. That'll end their friendship. What's the extra part of it? And sure enough, in the envelope is an t- extra ticket to 
Beja. I think that's how I think that's the artist. B A S I A. Beja. Basia. So A is aware that Spencer Preston did this favor for Arya and also got a ticket. Again, I know I've been told, Chris, don't worry about the how, but you know, pretty impressive. I mean, that's a hard printed ticket. So you would have to in advance know Spencer Preston's going. Actually, you know what? Yeah, A would have to have monitored Spencer Preston's communications to know that she is A, buying these tickets as well as buying it for Arya. And Ezra, I'm, I'm assuming they talked about it offline. So that feels a little more reasonable than some of the other A stunts. I can kind of buy that one. Getting into the locker, still really shocking to me, but whatever. People who've watched this show are probably laughing, but I'm going to say this anyway. I'm expecting a full lowdown as to how A did all this stuff. I want to see the ring of keys to get in the lockers. I want to see all the other things. And actually, we get a little we get a little insight at the end of this episode, actually, as to how A does what they do. So, you know, I might not be too far off. Anyway, I wrote in my notes, this is the first big crisis for Hannah. You know, she's being given a tough choice. Either she helps A in this, which would kill her friendship with Arya, no doubt. Regardless of my criticisms of the Arya-Ezra relationship, and maybe for the good of them too, it would end. And we'll get to that. But Arya would never forgive Hannah, hands down. If she didn't find out right away or she found out later, that ends the friendship, as well as lying to her subsequently when she's going through this tremendously difficult situation. Or she lets this money go away and her mom gets in trouble. Really tough choice. I noted it at the time, and Hannah realizes this later. There's actually more than two choices, although right now it does feel like a binary. Either I hurt Arya or I don't help my mom. And to further underline the point, we catch Hannah at home. Mom sitting in a chair looking so sad. Oh my goodness, so sad. She gets up and starts making batter for pancakes for Hannah. As Ashley's making the batter, she recalls a recent story about when Hannah was in the hospital, the doctors were going to shave her head, and, and Ashley was like, no, don't shave her head. My daughter wouldn't hear the end of it. And yeah, this is really tough. This is making Hannah's decision even tougher. Although after that little conversation, Hannah walks out with the ticket and addresses it to Ella Montgomery. So she's made her choice in this moment. She's picking her mother and A's little plan here over her friend Arya. So the decision was made. Regardless of what happens, it's very important to keep in mind that she did decide to do this. More Paige. Paige is like the villain of the week. Paige just kind of comes flying out of nowhere. In the locker room, Paige says, uh, should they test you for doping? And Paige thinks Emily's gunning for Captain. Emily's like, I'm not gunning for Captain. I, I like swimming and I want to swim again. And then Paige says a homophobic comment, threatens to basically out Emily against Emily's wishes. Is really kind of aggressive. Emily has a really great comeback. You know, don't be threatened by just my presence. Work harder, which, you know, shuts her down in the moment. We cut to Hannah, I guess, is near the employee mailbox. She writes on the back of the card. She writes on the back of the card. Thank you for all your hard work. The PTA, so Hannah's lie here is that this is a thank you from the PTA. This ticket to the art exhibit for Ella Montgomery. In this moment, Hannah is Arya's A. Interesting. And this is one instance of being able to tell this is how A gets their job done. So while I know I just said two minutes ago, I want to see a breakdown of how A does everything. I think this is how they do it. Isn't there a whole Black Mirror episode about this? No spoilers for Black Mirror. But basically, in order for you to accomplish A, pun intended, get something on B to do the A thing. In order for B to do something, get something on C to do the B thing. So it's this weird little circle. There's a weird little chain of harassment and blackmail and secrets that kind of powers this whole little chain. So 
you know, stealing Hannah's cash, which is really Ashley's cash, that Ashley stole from uh, a customer, gives A the power to mess with Arya, and so the chain can continue. You know, and in a theory, he could have contacted Arya and said, here's a ticket, of, or here's a photo of your mom coming to the event. Do this for me, and I will stop it. And that's how you kind of build this weird little power. Anyway, so I think we're getting insight into how A does what they do. Show really hamming it up with Arya and Ezra, little longing glances in the hallways, like their final days. Like, we, the audience, assume this is it. This is going to be all found out. And to keep turning the screw, Hannah and Arya have a quick scene here. Arya asks her to join her for a pedicure. And Hannah starts to say, you know, maybe you and Ezra should break up. Maybe it's for the best. And Arya is really insulted, as one would imagine. And they have a little bit of an argument about it. Hannah is not necessarily wrong here, in my humble opinion. Of course, not, <laughs> not for the right reasons. And not telling Arya that she just set her up for this horrible incident to happen. Hannah does try to warn her in a very vague way, like, I have a bad feeling about this. And Arya thinks that Hannah's jealous because that Sean and Hannah broke up, that Hannah's jealous of Arya and Ezra's happiness, I guess. I don't know. We cut to, I guess, the lunchroom. Looks like they're sitting on waiting room benches, but the three liars are eating a meat casserole, meatloaf, something. They ask where Hannah is, and Arya says, who cares? They're like, oh boy, there's a problem there. And then Spencer Preston asks Emily how swimming is going, and Emily's like, don't ask. Paige kind of walks by. We get Paige's full name, Paige McCullers. Let's keep that last name in mind because it seems like everyone in this town is connected to each other somehow. Paige McCullers. Spencer had to run in with her. I guess she was really aggressive in another sport they were in together. And then Emily says, yeah, she said something pretty messed up to me, trying to out me, basically. And Spencer and Arya are like, we'll destroy Paige. And I have no doubt they could. Emily's like, don't worry about it. I got, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Don't let me handle it, basically. Arya opens the gift box. Again, me as a viewer, I'm like, well, this is probably nothing. It's a bracelet. Clue. So we have a big piece of evidence with the photo, and now we have a clue. This bracelet is very similar to the bracelet that they gave each other for, I guess, friendship. And then we found a duplicate Allison bracelet. So they're like, oh, we need just need to trace this back to the person who made this, the Bead Boutique. The Bead Boutique is who made this bracelet. Chalkboard check number one. This is Ella's turn. Ella gets a chalkboard check. Very appropriate that she gets a chalkboard check, right? Uh, cue the music. Uh, some words that I picked out there. Great moments and decisions. Those are kind of thematic. We have some great moments here in this episode. And a lot of choices are made. A lot of choices are made. Which is the theory, you know, that's a very vague thing. But, you know, that's the best I can pull from the, the board. Hannah stares at her card that sits unopened on Ella's desk. Boy, oh boy. She gets a stare at this... Uh, this thing that she did in the classroom, they're talking about great moments in history where big decisions were made, particularly with threats. Ella says, what do people think about appeasement? Spencer raises her hand and says, basically, appeasement ended up not working because, and I'm paraphrasing her quote here, giving into a bully never works. It's never enough. They're not going to stop. And the only way for it to work is for you to stand up to the bully, even if it costs you something. And Hannah really takes that in. So she has second thoughts, right? So she starts running after Ella after class. She can't catch up to her. And in fact, the swim teacher slash PE teacher says, burp, 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 burp. detention time, off, 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 off. So it looks like the dynamite has been lit and will explode. Oh boy. Cut to detention. Hey, hey, hey. Caleb is there again. Conveniently a seat open next to him. He's doing his phone shit. A weird plug for Justin Bieber's movie. I didn't even know he had a movie. Again, I know this is 10, 11, 13 years ago. This is definitely a paid promotion. Don't quote me on that, but this re this read so much like a paid promotion to get his movie mentioned in the show. Anyway, 
he does some phone shit. I'm like, is he trying to hack his way out of here? And sure enough, he does. <sighs> Caleb's an interesting person on this show so far. The four main folks we follow seem to tell Caleb a lot about what's going on, and they're a very tight-lipped group. They don't share much, sometimes not even with each other. And I feel like he's getting a bigger picture of what they're doing with each episode. Hannah basically tells him what's going on. She doesn't tell him nearly every detail, but Caleb gets the scope of the problem. Very trusting of this new person. I find it very interesting. He confirms my suspicion. He hacks his way out with an email, I guess, to somebody. So he walks right out, to, right out of detention. Hannah's stuck. She can't prevent what's going to happen. We cut to outside Ezra's apartment. Arya's there uh, dressed up for a fancy date out. It sounds like it's quite a drive. I didn't. I don't know how far they are from Philadelphia, so I'm not quite sure. It's at least an hour or two, it sounds like. So it's kind of a haul. She rings the doorbell and doesn't answer. I was trying to read the names in the mailbox. I couldn't. And I went, oh, no, he got a limo? Oh, man, this, this is going to be really bad when Mom shows up. Hannah gets out of detention. It's 4 o'clock, and she's like, well, it's it. That's it. I don't know why she doesn't text Arya at this point. Very telling that her only solution here was to stop mom from going, not telling Arya the truth. Hmm, interesting. Ella kind of walks out of a coffee shop, I guess, to treat herself. She's like, I'm going to get a coffee and head to this art exhibit. And lo and behold, her car doesn't work. And I guessed it at the time, Caleb. What did Caleb do? Had to been Caleb. Cut to locker room. Coach wants to talk to Emily and Paige. And she says a homophobic comment was brought to her attention. And she wanted to have a talk with the two of them about it. Emily very quickly says, there's nothing to talk about. Paige doesn't say a damn thing. Just sits there with this weird puppy dog, like, who, me, face on? Emily bails her out. Coach excuses Paige, and she says directly to Emily, I can't help you if you won't tell me what's going on. And I know this thing happens a lot, especially in with teens and with high school. It's a very... You know, I understand both sides of this issue, you know. On one hand, you have concerned and invested staff. This coach seems to be truly on Emily's side. It would probably kick Paige off the team and probably get her in even more trouble. Like, it seems like there's zero tolerance from a, from a school point of view and from this coach's point of view. At the same time, Emily doesn't really want to go that route for whatever reason for you know for she has her own reasons and i respect that and she says you know nothing to talk about and coach is like all right you can leave cut two <laughs> this is not funny but it is funny ella apparently called byron of all place of all people so this this couple who are kind of divorcing kind of not definitely separated he's trying to fix her car he keeps saying jiggle it she's like i jiggled it and they're arguing they're arguing like a married couple something about this kill switch on the car which is that a real thing it probably is but they kept saying kill switch he said kill switch like 10 times in this scene and then <laughs> byron quite literally mansplains something and ella's like all right and she gets out of the car and she's like that's it just forget it forget it forget it forget it Cut to Jason pops up in Spencer's house. Kind of creepy. Housekeeper, let him in. Didn't know they had a housekeeper. Have we seen the housekeeper? Uh, we may have seen them once, right? Maybe once. I don't know, though. But that tells you the kind of financial levels over at the uh, Spencer household. Jason reiterates the picture is real, and he says he might have taken it. I think if this were a game of D&D, I would have rolled insight on Jason. I think he is 100% lying to her in that moment. He says he was high a lot that summer. Now, the show is very vague on what they mean by high. I assumed it meant marijuana, but they're very vague about it. It could be it could be much more intense than marijuana. It could be, I don't know. But he says he's very high, so he might have taken it. I just I just don't buy it. Even if even if it's true that he doesn't remember taking it, 
the vigor in which he has pursued this case after Alice disappeared, I think he would have verified all of this stuff long time ago. So I don't buy it, Jason. Why he doesn't come clean, I don't know, but he doesn't. He says, Jason and Ian partied a lot that whole summer. After Ian broke up with Melissa, Ian was basically at Jason's all the time, which explains why he ended up getting together with Allison. It's kind of, this is kind of a pattern with Ian, isn't it? Ian dates someone and then ends up hooking up with their sibling. Did that with Melissa and Spencer, and did that with Jason and Allison. I think someone else later on says creepy. I think it's Emily who's like, ugh. And then Jason adds one more bit of detail, which I found interesting. He made it sound like Ian has not given up on his partying ways, which I thought was curious. Ian has presented himself with this business-like, professional demeanor, and Jason's hinting at that's not the case, at least not at night, still. Back to the car argument part two, and the argument about the car is really an argument about the relationship, and Byron gets a little defensive here, and I don't think he has any room to be defensive, but he does get a little extra insulted, and then Ella puts it together that Byron is going to go on a date. He bought a new shirt. It's kind of like the haircut thing with Ezra. She's like, oh, you bought a new shirt. And then I actually paused the video at 28.52. I actually caught, I caught the moment I paused to laugh to myself. It just got so worse. Both parents are now going. Byron offered to drive Ella to the Philadelphia Museum for this exhibit. Byron's going to drop her off. And he says he's not going to miss his date, but we'll see if that's true. So now both parents are going to drive up and see Ezra and Arya making out. Wow. Wow. Cut two. Spencer and Emily are going to go to the bead shop and try to get a follow the lead here. And Spencer tells Emily, yeah, I'm the one I told your coach about Paige's comment. Thought it was fucked up. Emily gets really mad. She says, I said I was going to take care of it. I didn't want you to get the coach involved. And Spencer, I don't know. I don't know what's right here. But Spencer's like, it's really messed up. I was trying to help you. And Emily's like, basically, I can stand up for myself. Spencer, not the best timing here with, you never did it with Allison. Oh, boy. Well, Emily's not going to the beach shop anymore. The group is falling apart. And yeah, it's been slowly growing apart. I mean, since the first episode, but even they told Arya at the beginning, it's been happening ever since Allison's disappearance anyway. So, you know, these ties that bind them together have been loose anyway. You know, these friends aren't very friendly to each other, right? Cut to the Philadelphia Museum. Ezra and Arya step outside to get, I guess, take a breath. And I was like, oh no, this is going to be where it happens, right? Artists didn't show up. Kind of important. Keep that in mind. They're like, ah, the artist didn't show up. Is everyone mad? And then they have a little smooch outside. Oh, boy. Though I, I was surprised. The parents did not show up yet. I was certain we're going to see the car pull up in the background and see Ella and Byron with their mouths agape like, Ugh. but no, didn't happen. They uh, had their smooch and all, is, and all is well. Cut to Hannah showing up at mom's office. She's like, I can't sit at home and wait for this event to happen. And then in a very weird way, Ashley's assistant comes in and says, Mrs. Potter had a heart attack. Mrs. Potter died. What the hell? Uh, a weird, I hate to say stroke of luck, but it is very strange, isn't it? Super weird. I don't think this lets Ashley off the hook, though. I think there's a little breath of relief that it didn't happen today. But as someone who personally went through an estate issue with the, with my, my father who passed, um, the money issue now is still very much real. I mean, now you're going to have a lawyer walk in there and say, well, Here's the, uh, where's the assets? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but at least for this moment, uh, Hannah's like in tears. There, there's a little bit of relief, but we'll see how long that lasts. Cut back to the museum. Note, it's night now. When we saw Ezra and Arya, it was still daylight. 
distinctly shown as night as Byron pulls up with Ella in the passenger seat. They have some moments in the car and reconnect, kind of joking about Mike leaving some sandwich in the car. Ella's literally about to get out of the car, and she kind of thinks about it, and they start smooching. Fade to black. We cut to the bead boutique. And again, I'm not quite sure on location here, but it sounds like this was a bit of a drive too for Spencer. And this bracelet uh, woman, she's an older woman. She's a, little, she's a little better at beating than organizing. So she goes through a book and she says the bracelets were purchased by Spencer Hastings, which Spencer is like, huh? So someone used her name, at least in this book, perhaps. So this is unfortunately a dead end. So we wasted a good chunk of this episode following this lead. Cut to Hannah approaching Arya. She's like, the next day, she's like, well, this is it. Arya is going to tell me that all hell broke loose. And it's clear. Somehow, Ezra and Arya missed Arya's parents. Now, Hannah doesn't come clean. She doesn't tell her her part in this, but a lot of lucky breaks here. A lot of, I wrote that, lucky breaks. A lot of lucky breaks this episode. Cut to Emily swimming. And boy, this was really upsetting. Someone pushes her head down. It was Paige. Paige is like holding her head underwater and then finally lets Emily up and says, I know you did. You told coach. And now I'm now you're in my spot. And she's really mad. And Emily's like, what is, what are you doing? I didn't do anything. And then Paige st- storms off. Very violent. I, uh, let's be, let's be wary of Paige. She's capable of violent behavior. Uh, very upsetting. Cut two, Caleb and Hannah. C- Caleb is by her locker again. And he holds up a little, what looks like a spark plug, some sort of device. And he's like, I made sure Ella's car didn't work. And he's like, do you want it back or what do you want to do with it? And I knew, I, I kind of figured it, but he but he says, and he's like, well, what's it going to cost me? And he goes, you know what? Zero, nothing. So Caleb now has two folks that owe him favors, Spencer and Hannah. And knowing Caleb, he's going to collect. And again, this feels like the, another tactic A would use, right? A could help you with something and then in, at some point ask you to do a favor that helps them without any context. Say you worked as a tarot card reader and A this A person helped you with something, they would tell you to do this thing at the dance that you're going to be reading cards at. There's a joke made about barnacles. Didn't quite understand why that was brought up a few times. Maybe that'll come back. Super awkward scene with Arya and her mom. Arya lies to her mom about studying with Spencer. Then Ella lies to Arya, saying that she went to the exhibit. Great meeting the artist, which Arya knows is a lie, but Arya can't tell her that's a lie. And I get the feeling that, did Arya's parents hook up? Which is (laughs) weird to say, but uh, I don't know. They not so subtly said Ella was beaming as they do in TV shows when they imply to people hooked up. So I don't know. This wasn't made clear to me, but does Hannah get her cash still? Because she did do what A asked her to do. I don't know. Then we get a flashback of the night. This is more evidence. Another big piece of evidence. We're to assume this is the night Allison disappeared. Allison's demanding Spencer tell Melissa tonight about something. I think we can all infer has to do with her and Ian. I don't know why Allison is so insistent, but basically she says, well, Melissa's going to find out in the morning, so I want you to do it tonight, and Spencer's upset with her. And then there's this weird thing about Allie saying, I made you, and there's a little bit of argument about that issue, and Spencer's like, you know, you're not you're not the god around here, and Allie's like, I am god, and then Spencer says, you are dead to me already, which is especially hurtful, because we cut back to the present. Spencer told the group this story. And a few other details worth noting. So this fight happens inside Spencer's house. Allie leaves, no sweater on her. And then through the group talking amongst themselves, Spencer is the shadow we see in the photo. She went to pursue Allie to, I don't know, apologize or, or talk more. So that's, that's a sequence of the events. 
We know that much. And then for our final moment, I'll be honest, this one didn't hit for me as well as some others did. Spencer goes, wait a minute. And she goes to the window and they all follow her. And they see Jason in a window. I don't know why that's a shock. I don't understand. So I think that's the De Laurentiis house, which is Maya's house, correct? Didn't Maya move into the De Laurentiis house, Maya and her parents? So Jason's in that house, looking out a window at them. And he just kind of stands there looking at them. And he's in Allie's room. Am I to assume that? I don't know. I was just very... It didn't hit me exactly, I think, the way the show intended. Because I wasn't... I was like, well, if he's... I don't know. If he's home, it would make sense to me. He might go to his old house. I don't know. It didn't seem that weird to me. But they all seemed very freaked out by that. For our tag, the bead lady says, I did exactly what you told me to do. And there's someone with gloves. Apparently, this is the one that <laughs> went to the dance-a-thon. And uh, apparently, this person, I were assuming, is one of the A's. Uh, told the bead lady to basically lie about who sold uh, who they sold the bracelets to. Kind of a run around for nothing, which is kind of a, a little bit of a disappointment. But, you know, again, we're seeing insights as to how A does what they do. What do I think? I don't think my theory changes all that much. I think everyone is doing their A part. The Jason part is a little interesting. He does, He's in there somewhere. I, get, I do think he's helpful A, at least part of the time. The one big hole, again, is still wh- why. What is the motivate? What is the piece of information everyone's pursuing? At least Jason's pursuing. There's a big chunk there, and I don't know what it is, but there's a big chunk there that I'm missing. And the other thing is, you know, Spencer said this an episode or two ago. A is accomplishing what they, at least one of the A's is accomplishing what they wanted to do. Kind of breaking up the foursome. Spencer had the very best of intentions in talking to Emily's coach. Emily did not like that, and their relationship is strained. Hannah did send the ticket to Arya's mom. That's something. And although they apologized to each other, Arya and Hannah did have an argument. Hannah knows what she did. So that's a strain. If A's ultimate goal is to kind of separate them and maybe to get one of them to do whatever it is they're trying to get them to do, they're doing a good job. It's happening. And we're seeing it slowly over time happen here. And um, yeah, we're no, we're no further along. It's kind of a bummer. And it kind of shows that I think Emily says it an episode or two ago. If there was a, if it was a crime to lie, we'd all be in jail. And this is, episode just proves it. Everyone in this episode, I think, lies in some way. Last thing I'll add here, Caleb is an interesting wild card. I know that's his point. He's, you don't know what team he's on yet. I do think he's still helpful to the, to our main four. What he's after, I have no idea. That might be a little disappointing to you all. But yeah, the, the team is no closer to figuring out what's going on. And A didn't really get what they want either. I'll say that, which is also interesting. We only had one We only had one A message, two A messages. Yeah, we only had one A message and then uh, one A in-person visit, right? So, yeah, that's what happened. Okay, I think I've said enough. Okay.